Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church inviting you to our virtual living room where we discuss today's issues and how those issues relate to the Holy Scriptures. So sit back, relax, and engage in conversation with us. Good afternoon, and the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. I am Josiah, and welcome to our virtual living room where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all praises to the Most High and Christ, and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. This week, we're going to talk about giving. And the idea of talking about giving came from an account of a young lady who happened to be stranded on Interstate 95. Just imagine that. You're somewhere, you're stranded on the interstate, and you're a long way away from home. You're trying to get to another city far away. You're stranded. You need help. Who would you think was gonna would help you? Who's gonna come to your aid? Your relatives are far away. Well, the person that came to her aid, believe it or not, was a homeless man. And that homeless man actually took his last twenty dollars, went. Bought gas, told her, lock your doors, leave your windows up, I'll be right back. And took his last $20, bought gasoline, bought it back for her so she could get on her way. Well, what she did is she decided to return the favor. She started a GoFundMe account for him, hoping to raise $10,000 for him. You would think that would be a lofty goal. $10,000 on GoFundMe. As it turns out, it wasn't so lofty after all. That account raised well over $400,000. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about that situation and giving. We're going to speak in terms of giving to friends and relatives and others because we think we got it all just right. But some of the things that's going to be revealed in this program today might surprise you, really surprise you. We're also going to talk about giving to the church. You really need to stick around and hear about that. Giving to the church, your tithes, your alms, your offerings. You do want to do it right. So joining me here today in the virtual living room, we have first off our brother Kazakia. Shalom to everyone. Shalom to the brothers on the panel, giving all praises to the Heavenly Father, Son, Christ. It's definitely good to be back talking about another topic, discussing another topic. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it's my sincere hope and prayer that the Most High provides edification to the listeners. And next, we have a brother who is uh, very well versed in the scriptures. Uh, he's a, a husband and a father. He's also a coffee connoisseur, our brother Kabar. 
Escobar? Sorry about that. Okay, n- not a problem. I guess you, you're probably taking a sip on that coffee, I understand. <laughs> no, no, actually, um, my line just got, got cut. Um, but um, I'm here. Uh, once again, it is good to be with the listeners. It's good to be uh, with the audience and with you brothers to talk about this topic. It's a very important topic. And, you know, when we talk about giving, it's something that we, you know, those who have that spirit really want to do. It makes us feel good. It helps the other person. Um, but we got to kind of have a, a framework for what is it, how do we do it, so that, you know, things could be done the way uh, God, Christ, the Bible would have us to do it because, you know, those are the examples that are, that's where we'll find the examples of how we're supposed to go about giving so that we're doing it the right way and that we're helping people truly the right way. So good to be with okay. you guys. Good to be with the audience. Okay. So, um, you know, I've researched this quite a bit. I can't say I know every single little nuance about the situation, but I know a few things, but, and, and you brothers also know quite a bit about what took place, but uh, just want to bring the audience up for those that have not heard about the situation. I want to play them a clip about what took place um, well, this is drawn from an article from December 5th of 2017, last year. So it's, it hadn't been a whole year yet that this situation actually started. I think the young lady broke down on expressway was in November. So this is this is from December 5th of 2017. Talk about this story for the last few days. An act of kindness from a homeless veteran that is now getting national attention. Yeah, this is a feel-good story. Now his gesture to save a stranded woman could help him get a home of his own, and Adrian is here with the exclusive interview. What an interview it was. Yes, what an interview, and we tried to pack as much in into this uh, minute that you're about to see here. What started as a good deed turned into a big pay it forward. This is the first time that woman, Kate McClure, and Johnny Bobbitt Jr. share their story together about the moment they both would be in need on the side of the road. So you're not wearing the glasses because you're Hollywood now. No, man. I got an eye infection in my right eye. But it's Johnny Bobbitt Jr.'s face and story that's gone viral, with thousands giving to the Good Samaritan after an honorable deed two months ago. I was driving down 95 and ran out of gas, so I pulled over to the side of the road. He walked up and he said, get back in the car, uh, lock the doors, you know, I'll be back. Kate McClure says she could tell the man walking up to her off the highway was homeless. Got her gas to help her get back on her way. Wasn't expecting anything in return. Me and my boyfriend Mark went back the next day. He gave him $100. I was ecstatic. That gesture of helping stranded motorists is something Johnny has done countless times. How often would you go to see Johnny? A few times a week. Unknowingly, he was about to get hit with karma. What if we started to go fund me for this guy? We set it up in the car on the way home. You're going from zero, literally, to 300 and some odd thousand dollars. It's like winning the lottery. Less than a week ago, Johnny was sleeping under a bridge. Today, he's been given what he calls a second chance. I mean, of course, you know, I want to change my life. I want to give a lot of it away. Will you get a house? Yeah, I'm definitely going to get a place to live. There won't be no brand new car either. (laughs) No? No, ma'am. Used car? Absolutely. Maybe a truck? Absolutely a truck. (laughs) (laughs) 
And Johnny wants to say thank you to all the everyday people giving to him. In two weeks, they've received over $360,000 in donations. At one point, Johnny actually asked Kate and Mark, her boyfriend, to stop the fundraiser. They did that for 12 minutes saying other people needed the money, but they received backlash from people who said, no, I insist on donating wow. to Johnny. Now, we're also tell uh, they're also telling us that they've been speaking to a lawyer and a financial advisor about wise choices yeah. for this money and, and helping Johnny. I love that he says he wants to pay oh, it forward God. again with yeah. all of these donations. And that's his first, res his first inclination yeah. is to pay it forward, not to buy a home or to take care of his own needs. Yeah. But it's to give back. He says that there are causes outside of homelessness that he also wants to give to, but he's still processing this. He's very overwhelmed, as I you imagine, can imagine. And I yeah. imagine that number is going to keep going up. Yep. We'll see. Okay. So you heard it. Um, this appears to be like a really good feel-good story, a rags-to-riches story. In, inside of two weeks, they were intending on raising $10,000, and they actually raised over $360,000 in two weeks. And then the homeless man said, hey, listen, that's enough money. That's enough money. Stop it. Stop it. So they stopped it, and those people received, in 12, within 12 minutes, they received so much backlash from people who wanted to give to this fundraiser that they had to start it back again in 12 minutes. So this 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 is like it, it seems to be like the epitome of how you go about giving. You 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 give money and everybody's giving and now this homeless man, this veteran, this guy who has fought for his country, this man a really seriously good foundation, financial foundation to help himself get back on track to have a home and have transportation and, and and then with that find a way of actually getting a job to help himself for the rest of his life <clears throat> so just a real story of charity and generosity or is it i have another clip that i want to play and this clip was drawn from an article from september 4th of 2018 just a few weeks ago so since December of last year to September of this year, let's see what's taking place. What started as an act of kindness could land a New Jersey couple in jail. Would you talk to us? Kate McClure leaving her home today as police executed a search warrant, part of a criminal investigation, trying to find the money McClure and her boyfriend Mark D'Amico raised for homeless veteran Johnny Bobbitt. He is our family. Their friendship started when the homeless man gave McClure his last $20 after she ran out of gas. As thanks, the couple started a GoFundMe page that raised $400,000. They say they gave Bobbitt some, but told Megan Kelly they were worried about him buying drugs. Because we saw the pattern that was developing. Bobbitt sued, demanding all the donated money. A judge ordering the couple turned it over, but Bobbitt's attorney says he's been told there's nothing left. I'm not sure that I accept that it's all gone. Bobbitt's attorney has criticized the couple for taking vacations and buying this BMW, one of the items seized today by authorities. They denied using any of the donations. So far, no charges have been filed, while GoFundMe says it's working with law enforcement to ensure Bobbitt receives his money, money that thousands donated, touched by a sweet story that has become a bitter battle. Kristen Dahlgren, NBC News, New York. Okay, uh, brothers, uh, we have it. We have 
the full story up to this point, as much as we can possibly glean out of the story. I don't know exactly where it lies now because we understand through the research we've done that Bobbitt has filed lawsuits against that couple, uh, both uh, civil and criminal lawsuits. So obviously something's going wrong here. Would you agree with that, brothers? Yeah. Okay, so oh, so yeah. what I'd like to do is like to go through here and, and examine different parts of the story to see where has something gone wrong. So first of all, the, the woman, uh, Kazakia, broke down beside the expressway, and the homeless man gave his last $20 to help her get on her way. Is there anything at all that you can see based upon the scriptures? Is anything at all wrong with him giving her giving her his last $20 so she can get on her way. There's nothing I can see that's wrong with it, uh, given the last $20, you know, his last $20 to get on the way. But we, 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 we have to take ourselves out and our personal sentiments out of the equation and, and, and let the Most High and his guidance guide our thoughts and our decisions. You know, uh, if I heard the, uh, the clip correctly, she ran out of gas. Well, that's, no, that's unfortunate. But you know, let's 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 be prudent about it. If you're going to take a trip, if you're going down the highway, you know, it, it would be incumbent upon you to make sure you have enough gas to get to wherever it is that you got to go, so that you'll find yourself falling into a situation in which you're having to depend upon random strangers to help you out. Now. That being, that being stated, <clears throat> I, I really need to read this scripture right here because it's really going to set the tone for what it is that we're really talking about. And this okay. is Ecclesiasticus chapter 11 and verse 14. It says, prosperity and adversity, life and death, poverty and riches come of the Lord. So whatever the state that you find yourself in, whether you right now have a whole lot of money or, or whether you have enough to meet your daily, daily needs or you are poor, these estates, these estates that we live in as far as socially are concerned, they come from the most high. So at this point, it begs to reason, at least for the man that gave the twenty dollars, why is he in this? Why is he in this state of being financially slash socially? You know, but to simply mm-hmm. just here have this, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. But the brother Cabron at the onset of the program alluded to the fact that that the, the Most High has given us instructions. He's given us guidelines. He's given us tools and clues as to how we go about giving, no matter whether we are rich or whether we are poor. And all of those clues and instructions and guidelines are in the scriptures. One, one other okay. thing that I wanted to read, believe it or not, one other thing I wanted to read is in the book of John. Please bear with me a second. It's in the book of John. And if, uh, if I remember correctly, it's in John chapter 12. And it says, uh, excuse me a second. This is John chapter 12 and uh, verse 8. Now, the, the context of the scripture was this woman was anointing Christ with ointment. 
And Judas, one of the twelve, who also was the one to betray Christ, was looking at what this woman was doing to Christ with the ointment, and he's like, what in the world is this sister doing? We could have used this money for another purpose. So now let's, mm-hmm. let's look at what uh, Christ is telling us. This is John chapter, chapter 12, excuse me. Uh, and I'm going to start at verse 7. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. So Christ was basically saying, my time on this earth is limited. The poor will always be among you, but me being always among you will not be the same. So the overall point is, even from back then, even to now, there will always be the poor among us. How Mm -hmm. we deal and how we give and how we share what we have with with someone who is poor or someone who is not quote-unquote poor, all of that is contained within the scriptures as how we're supposed to deal and interact and give one to another. Okay. Thank you, bro. Uh, Kabar, uh, same question. Um, anything wrong with this uh, homeless man uh, using his last money to help this woman get on her way? No, you you can't say that there's anything wrong with it. And, you know, like, like always, we go to the scriptures to, to reference that or understand that. So in the book of Galatians, chapter 5 and verse 22, it lists, in, in the previous verses, it listed the works of the flesh, which is in, mm-hmm. uh, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21, it lists the works mm-hmm. of the flesh. And in verse 22 to verse 24, it lists the fruits of the Spirit. And just quickly, it tells us what the fruit of the Spirit is, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, long-suffering gentleness, goodness, be mindful of that word, goodness, Faith, meekness, temperance. Now listen, it says what? Against such, there is no law. So whenever we're doing any of these things, nothing can be said negatively about it. Nothing can be said untoward or that you're setting a bad example or you shouldn't do these things. Because against such, there is no law, meaning there's no evil thing that can be said about these things or condemnation that can be brought because of these things. So mm-hmm. in that case, you're talking about the goodness, out of the goodness of this man's heart, because in the clip, it was played, he wasn't expecting anything. And uh, and he warned the woman, you know, to, to, to be as safe as she, as she could. And so out of the goodness, that whatever goodness was in him, drove him to try to help the woman in any way that he can. So mm-hmm. you can't gainsay or condemn that because the scripture says any of those fruits of the spirit that's exhibited they can't be um they can't against us there's no law so there's nothing there's nothing negative about it period okay now All right, now so, cool. I, uh-huh. I have to add i have to add this though there's nothing negative about it and, and we should do that whenever we can whenever it's possible whenever it's appropriate appropriate to do those things. But we have to always understand chiefly and first and foremost what is because, you know, we're talking about giving, we're talking about charity, right? Um, giving uh, to people. And we have to understand chiefly when we speak about charity and giving, 
what's the most important thing about that? Is it money or is it something else in it mm-hmm. uh, chiefly or in addition to? And that's what we have mm-hmm. to be aware of. So when we talk about charity, we can't just limit it to or isolate it as far as money because there's actually something more important than money that we should be seeking to get. And that's the, that's the most important thing. Okay. All right. So uh, the next step in this saga is when the uh, young woman's boyfriend returns to find the homeless man and he gives him a hundred dollars brothers, anything wrong with him returning to give this homeless man in $100. No, I can see at least. Okay. So, so once again, the scriptures, the scriptures tell us that um, our hands should not be. And I'm just, I'm just quoting it, and um, the audience can write it down and and and, and look it up. Um, and if, if brothers have the scriptures right offhand, you can add it, add it in. The scriptures tell us that our hand should not be open to receive and, and close when we should give. Okay. So the thing mm-hmm. is, yes, you know, we, sometimes we're in a situation we need help and people help us, right. Out of, out of a, a spirit of charity, spirit of goodness. Okay. Now when the opportunity comes that we are able to repay or able to show that charity, we shouldn't be shying away from that. So, the okay. man, you know, uh, helped this woman, and if somebody uh, in the relationship with this woman was able to come back and try to repay or try to help him out, there's nothing evil about that. Okay. All right, so we're trying to find out where it is now. How does this turn and become so much trouble? So the next step, and, and there's a whole lot of giving going on here. First got the $20 of gasoline, and now you got the $100 from the boyfriend to the homeless man. So the next step is the GoFundMe uh, account page has been arranged. Uh, you know, they're hoping to raise $10,000. And in two weeks' time, it's over uh, $360,000. And people are anxious to continue to give. And they continue to give until it's over $400,000 in that account. So this whole situation, brothers, Kazaki, are you first? This whole situation about this GoFundMe account being set up to raise money, okay? Is there anything wrong with setting that account up to raise money for the homeless man and people contributing to that account? No, to to, to basically set up a type of fund uh, to raise money to help somebody, there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with uh, with the sentiment behind it, but still. It has the point has to be emphasized. You want to help, you want to give, you want to provide. There's nothing wrong with that. But the Most High gives us guidance as to what we're supposed to do or how we're supposed to go about doing it. Now I'm I'm, I'm going to read this. This is Ecclesiastes chapter twelve. When thou wilt do good, know to whom thou doest it. So shalt thou be thanked for thy benefits. So you want to do good, you want to provide aid, you want to provide assistance. The scriptures tell you, know the person to whom you're trying to provide this type of benefit, this type of aid, this type of assistance. 
uh, verse 2. Do good to the godly man, and thou shalt find a recompense. So let's understand something right quick. When it's talking about the godly man, it, 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 it basically means do good to that man that you know or to the woman that you know fears the most high and is trying mm-hmm. to apply the teachings of Christ to their life. You know, no, but is, is that to say, okay, complete and total strangers, uh, you just forget them? No, that's not being stated here. What it is being stated for certain is, here again, for you to for you to really know what it is that you're doing and facilitate that desire to do good, according to the scriptures, know to whom you're going to perform that good for. Uh, mm-hmm. Verse 2, do good to the godly man, and thou shalt find a recompense, and if not from him, yet from the most high. There can no good come from him that is always occupied in evil, nor to him that giveth no alms. Verse 4 is very, very key. Give to the godly man and help not a sinner. So we're supposed to give to that man or that woman that, that, that fears the most high and they're trying to apply the teachings of the Lord in their life. Really give to that person and that person who is not uh, trying to apply Christ, they're not fearful of the Lord. No, don't give to that person. So hopefully that gives just a bit more framework as to how we're supposed to use the resources that are out there to help others, to set up a GoFundMe account. If that's their prerogative, that's what they're going to do. But be well aware. Be very clear as to whom you're doing this for and as to why you're doing it so that you're not taken advantage of ultimately. Okay, Kabari, you also uh, setting up the account and uh, donating various random people all over everywhere, continuing to donate to this account until it's above $400,000. Anything wrong with that? Well, here's the thing. You know, let me just add some um, text or context in based on the clips that we heard in the articles and so forth. Now, remember, Mm -hmm. the man... Uh, wanted to help the woman out. She was in, you know, dire straits. A single a, a woman by herself, you know, on a road. Man helped her out, twenty dollars. Um, the the boyfriend of the woman comes back and wanting to do, wanting to thank him for the help that he provided for her. His significant other gave him a hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. This is before the GoFundMe account, correct? Right, correct. Okay, most people would say, you know what, you did a good deed, uh, you know, the, the person tried to the person thank you or try to pay you back for it, it's done, it's over, right? Right, because yeah, he's got to... five times more than what he actually gave to begin with. Exactly, and, and of course, the man was never looking for anything to begin with, right? Right. Okay, meaning the homeless man was never looking for anything additional. So Correct. he didn't have to give the hundred dollars. He have to do any of that, but but I understand the compelling uh, um, desire. To, okay, let me let me repay that because I'm thankful for what the person did. You repay it, and it's done. It's repaid. So they wanted to go beyond that, and this is now. This is where we add another layer in. Now because now is where all the complications come, in. and now is why hmm. we need to understand 
the more important aspect of charity. And the more important aspect of charity is not money. The actually the important aspect of charity and giving is spiritual, not carnal. So let me just mm. give that aspect. When you talk about Acts, Acts chapter three, verse one, and it tells you, and it's an example with Peter and John, apostles of Jesus Christ, and their dealings when it deals with the people, and people, of course, in need. So Acts 3 and 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, meaning lame means um, he was uh, crippled. Um, crippled. crippled. Yes. From Disabled. Lame from his mother's womb was carried. And they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. So we're dealing with the same situation. This man is crippled. He stays at this particular area where people are going by, and he asks them for money. Um, mm-hmm. He may ask for other things. He may ask for food. He may ask for, you know, other things. But in this case, we're talking about money, as we'll see. Verse 3. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked, and on, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, "Look on us." And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, "Silver and gold have I none." So what did Peter say to them? Peter said to the to the uh, destitute man, "I don't got no money." Mm-hmm. Right. Silver and gold is money. Peter right. said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he, meaning the cripple, took him, excuse me, and, uh, Peter, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Okay, so when you talk about, here was a man destitute in need. got Peter and John, apostles directly appointed from Christ, because that's what apostle means, when that is directly appointed from Christ, to go out and preach his word. They met a man. They said, listen, we don't got money, right? But what we do have, he gave to them. And what he gave to them was that charity, that spiritual charity that comes from Christ through them and the act that they did. And through the power of Christ, that man was able to regain the faculties of his legs and be able to walk, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't crippled anymore. Now, what happened as a result of that? spiritual gift that he gave them as a result of that spiritual gift that man went praising god and giving thanks through the name of christ for the 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 charity that he received and yet no money ever exchanged hands so this is what we have to understand the greater part right of charity is spiritual it's not physical it's not money it's 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 spiritual we shouldn't leave the other undone, meaning there are cases where money may be needful. But we have to keep it in perspective. Money is not the primary uh, um, 
um, the primary thing when we deal with charity is that spiritual aspect that is the primary thing when we talk about charity. And that, and that, that it, it, from this point on in this story, as far as dealing with this man, homeless man, and woman, where that entire aspect of charity broke down and it begins to get into carnality because they, their whole focus was money and that was all they could do with them. So, that, so is that why everything turned out so act- bad then? Because this just this just became a real horrible show where these people are fighting in court now. At first, they're giving, they're exchanging gifts. One man gives twenty dollars, another man gives a hundred, and now people from all over the world are giving them money, giving this homeless man money. So, is that where it turned out bad? Is because that because of the absence of the spiritual gifts? Yeah. It was the absence, not only the absence of the spiritual gift, but the absence of the understanding, the absence of mm-hmm. the true spirit of Christ and where and what uh, charity You're, you're sounding kind of muffled. Can you, can you hear me now? Do I sound That's better? much better. Okay, so what I'm saying is, is, is the absence, the lack of understanding what charity truly is. Charity is not money. That's an aspect of it. But it's not mm-hmm. money. The true, the true uh, charity is actually spiritual, and it's it's what we the spiritual gifts that we have through Christ that we share with one another. That's the true charity. So when you go into First Corinthians chapter thirteen and verse one, it, it starts to speak on that, and it says, First Corinthians thirteen and one: Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding grass of the king's assembly. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and have knowledge, and though I have all faith that I could move mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. It says, and though I be, now listen to this point, verse 30, mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 13, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, mm-hmm. and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. So I thought giving the goods, those physical things, was a charity. Why is he saying right. we can give those things and not our charity? <laughs> Very good point. So we have to understand what charity is. Is not the true nature of charity isn't physical. It's mm-hmm. spiritual. When you mm-hmm. lose sight of that, then all of the carnal things start to come about. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then as you read on in, in uh in First Corinthians 13, it explains what charity is. And I'll read a few things. It says, charity suffers wrong, is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Charity is not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Seek not her own. Is not easy to provoke. Think of some people. It goes on and on. But we, what we can see is charity actually is the fruit of the Spirit. And when we deal with each other in the fruit of the Spirit, that's charity. It's not money. Okay, now here's where here's the where the breakdown comes comes in. Okay, in you, you went back muffled again. I'm sorry. I, I put it on my left side of my my head and it gets muffled. So I keep it on the right side. <laughs> um, he, the breakdown comes in. So so just making it clear, we see that charity in the scriptures, according to the scriptures. The main focus of what charity truly is isn't money, isn't physical. Is that clear? 
According to the scripture. Right. That's clear. That's clear. Because you can right. give all these physical things and still not have charity. So we understand charity isn't these physical things. That can go along with it in addition to it, but that isn't it. And as you read on in the as you read on the first Corinthians thirteen, when they start to explain charity, it tells you that it comes of the fruit of the spirit. And charity is the fruit of the spirit and it is spiritual, not physical. And because they lost the sight of that and did not understand that, now you have all of these complications that come that is coming from this money that they think is charity. Now, okay. what's actually going on with this money that they fight in over? First Timothy 6 and 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So why is this money becoming an issue amongst these people where this should never, never have been? It's because somebody, either one of both parties, became covetous and they, and they mm-hmm. had love for that money. And because they mm-hmm. had love for that money, all of these evils starts to pour out. Now they're fighting. So is it, is so it like an amount of money that, that don't need to be involved? Because, you know, the man gave all he had when he had $20 and wasn't expecting anything. And then someone else, you know, the boyfriend bought him a hundred dollars. You know, it's like here, here's here's the money. You know, I paid you back with your, and here's here's more over on top of that. You know, but now, and they were willing to raise ten thousand dollars and give it to him. But then after it got to be so much, it seems like the problems started to arise. So, based on the scripture you just bringing out, is there like an amount, maybe that's involved? No, no, it's not about see. Had the true understanding of charity been there, no amount of money would would create the issue. Because if the, if the parties understand that the charity is spiritual, then the the the, the dollar amount is not what's going to shape the the you know the interaction or the relationship. It is because these parties started focusing on the money and started coveting after the money. So it had nothing to do with the dollar amount. It's when, remember, it's when it went from a person doing a good a good work and somebody trying to repay. Then after that, remember, then we get into this GoFundMe and the ten thousand and everything else. Mm-hmm. But but when you start to look into these people's story, the the uh the destitute man, the homeless man, there's also things. There's 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 um uh sins that's going on in his life, things that he needs help with, that money is not answering, is not going to help him with, right? And so right. that's adding in, complica- adding in complications, and then these other people have their own idea about what he should do and shouldn't do and how much money he should get and shouldn't get, and then they're acting on their own understanding about it. So, so I mean, we could go into some some of those aspects, but it all comes... All of it stems from a misunderstanding of charity. Okay. Let, let me uh, get uh, Kazakia to weigh in on this, too. Um, Kazakia, you have some other perspectives on this whole thing, how all this situation went wrong and there's so much trouble now? Yeah, a lot of it, Kabar has already covered. You know, it's a lack of understanding what it 
when it uh, uh, when it comes to the true concept of charity. But um, the uh, the Kabbalah read Acts three verses one through like verse six, and believe it or not, to to bring it up today, we still we can do the same thing. Of course, that was spiritual power back then, and the person was healed. But we still have that ability now through sharing the word, the word of the Heavenly Father with persons. Because as I stated at the at the of the program, the Heavenly Father gives us a framework of how we're so we're supposed to go about helping others and dealing with others. Like the scriptures told us in Ecclesiastes twelve, know to whom that you're giving it to. Also uh, do good to a godly man and help out a sinner. But also uh, let's 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 look at what Christ said. This is chap Luke, excuse me, chapter six, and uh, starting at verse thirty-two. But the point is in verse thirty-five. For if you love them which love you, what thing have you? So if you if you love and you taking care of somebody who's just as uh, capable of taking care of you, what's the thanks in that? What's the gratitude in that? Right. For mm-hmm. sinners also love those that love them. Wow, look at that. Verse 34, and if you lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. Verse 35 is, is very, very important, and it's the uh, reason why I came here. Verse 35, Luke chapter 6, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. So the overall point is, when we have Christ into the mix, and we're using the mind of Christ as to how we go about looking out for and providing for those uh, who are as fortunate or less fortunate, more specifically less fortunate, this is what the Lord, word of the Lord is telling us. Not, discount, not discounting but, uh, what was covered in Ecclesiasticus uh, uh, chapter 12, but now you see the fullness of it in Christ when he said, here again, beloved ye your enemies. So now who are your enemies? I'm not talking about those persons that are out there with no, with no other uh, thought or intention but to destroy you, it's referring to those enemies of your people. You might not have, y'all might not be uh, uh, on the same page as far as interaction is concerned. That doesn't mean he's trying to kill you or you trying to murder him. Y'all just, y'all just aren't aren't those two peas in the pod like like you were like those relationships that you would have with. Persons who you would consider your best, you know, your best, your best friend or your bosom buddy. Nonetheless, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. So when you give, give. Don't look for something in return. Don't look for some type of gain. Okay. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Now, a, a scripture that I didn't read, but uh, but is just as much applicable. I believe it's in Matthew when Christ said, uh, "My brother and my sister are they who do the will of the Father which is in heaven." So even 
if you might not have the greatest rapport established with somebody else, if that person is doing the will of the Heavenly Father, if they're striving to keep the commandments, if they're striving to serve Christ, just like we are, or at least we are supposed to be, when it comes down to giving, then what harm is there in that? As long as that person is mindful of the Heavenly Father in Christ, and they're trying to follow in the teachings of Christ. Now, of course, Kabart touched on a subject matter that was very, very important, which was charity. Charity has nothing to do with the carnal. Charity has nothing to do with the giving of funds, but it has everything to do with us dealing with each other in the right manner, as thus saith the Lord Jesus Christ. When we read, when Kabbalah read that example of the apostles healing the, uh, the man that was asking alms, that was an example of charity. And we can do the same thing, not through spiritual power as much, but, but through sharing the word, sharing the wisdom that the Most High has imparted upon us to those persons who are lacking in the understanding of the teachings of Christ so that they repent, Lord willing, that they repent, and then they can take those teachings that they receive from Christ and impart those teachings and the understanding onto the next individual who is lacking in those, in those things. So, there, yeah, there's a, there's a whole plethora of aspects that goes into us looking out for and us providing for those who are as fortunate or less fortunate. Well, especially less fortunate. Allow me to say it that way. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, bro. And uh, I said that I wanted to get to a couple of other points here, and that is just overall giving. And then the last point, I definitely want to try to get to this, and this uh, uh, gifts to the church, especially concerning tithing. Uh, so, uh, Kabar, when it comes down to just giving in general, you know, uh, somebody wants to borrow some money, uh, somebody's fell on hard times and they, you know, uh, in a financial straits, um, someone you just meet on the street, you know, any of those things you want to tackle, just please feel free. Go ahead and tackle that and bring out the scriptures about giving. Well, when you, you talk about giving in general, you know, we, we want to refer back to, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, when it talks about, you know, if you will do good, no to when you do it, and then and giving to that godly man and not giving to a sinner, so on and so forth. So basically, what I'm going into is we got to understand a lot of what we what we find is understand people have something to do with the circumstances that they're in and the circumstances that they find themselves. And a lot of times, it's like the scriptures tell us. In, in the Psalms uh, of, of David when he wrote, I've been young and I'm old, and I've not seen the righteous forsaking nor his seed begging bread, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so, if, so in, in all his years of experience, and I could say the same thing, if, if it's not the righteous who are forsaking, and if it's not their seed begging bread, then who are the ones who are forsaking and the ones begging bread? A good question. If it's not the righteous. Right. If it's not the righteous. That, exactly. You know, you got the white righteous, and then you have the unrighteous. Okay, exactly. It says, okay, and, and when you go down to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 6, it says, 
for the most high hated sinners and we will pay vengeance unto the ungodly and keep them against the mighty day of their punishment. Which goes right in line if you look in Ezekiel, the, the scripture, I believe it's Isaiah, it tells you that the most high is angry with the wicked, what? Every day. So this is what you got to be careful for. When you strangers people who you don't know in a in certain mm-hmm. situation. A lot of times mm-hmm. these people are in those situations because the way they're living their life is contrary to the way God will have them to live. And because they're living contrary in our forsaken God, then they end up in negative situations because they don't have mm-hmm. the protection or the mercy of God. And it doesn't matter what you do to try to help them. It will not work because God is not going to allow it to work until they repent. And that's why we come full circle right back to the true charity, which is what they really need, is to understand repentance. That they have to repent from sin, follow Christ, and keep God's commandments. Then all of the blessings of the Most High can open up to them, and that's how they get out of the situation that they're in. It doesn't matter how much money you give them or try to give them. It comes mm-hmm. down to the spiritual aspects of charity, which is the spirit of Christ and sharing that and imparting that. Now, you know, $5 here, whatever, if you're in a position to do it and it's not going to hurt you or your family and you will feel compelled by the spirit, then by all means, that's fine. But just understand why you're doing that to emphasize to that person that the true blessing is only going to come through Christ, repentance, and obedience to God. That's what you should really be try to pa- trying to pass on while you pass that five dollar bill. Okay. All right, brothers. I want to uh, go a, a bit further into this whole thing about uh, giving to just anybody in, in general. But uh, because we are running a little bit short on time, and I think this whole thing about your gifts to the church is going to take a little longer. I want to switch to that and start talking about that a little uh, a bit. Uh, so, Kazakia, when it comes to giving to the church, you know, one thing that a lot of churches do is that they um, um, teach that you're supposed to give tithes, which is 10% of your income to the church. So, would you, would you talk about that a little bit, that aspect of giving? Well, see, the tithes originally had nothing to do with money. The tithes, especially back then during that time period, it had to do with the increase of your livestock. A tenth of all that pass, pass it under the rod. Kabar, if you got the scripture, by all means, add it. But uh, and in the event that you couldn't, excuse me, and the tithes, all that tenth of all that pass under the rod of your livestock, that mm-hmm. went to the temple. For the upkeep, for the uh, for the maintenance of the Levite that was working and doing the service of God in the temple, because when you read back in the history in the scriptures, the Levites had no inheritance. So those that really ministered in the temple, they their sustenance came from the people who gave of their tithes. And if they were too far away, then of course then that that tithes would exchange for money at that point. But now churches take that and say you're supposed to get 10% of your income. Okay, well, you know, where is the temple now? That temple is destroyed. Where is the Levite now? We've all been dispersed and scattered to the four corners of the earth. So we don't know from what tribe we all come from. Let, let Christ figure that out. 
But now, that, of course, that was all under the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, and Moses. Now, in the New Testament, in Christ, guess what? Let's read, first and foremost, let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and I'm going to start at verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap, shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. So in other words, as far as the church in Christ, if you propose, in other words, all I got is $15 that I can give. Okay, so give that 15 If you got $300 that you say, you know what, I got this $300, the most I have blessed me exceedingly, I'm going to give this to the church. Okay, by all means, give it. Now, reading back in verse 7, every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly. So the Heavenly Father has established stipulations on how we're supposed to give, especially within the confines of the church, not, grud- not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. If you're giving, hey, this is for the most high all praises to the most high for him even blessing me to have this much to give to him, to his glory, give it. That's giving cheerfully. Verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency. Sufficiency comes from that word sufficient, the root word sufficient, or which means to suffice or to have enough. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh that you always having all sufficiency and all good things may abound <clears throat> to every good work. So giving within the church, it has nothing to do with your income. It has nothing to do with, okay, I want a tenth of, 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 of your weekly or your monthly salary. That's some more man-made, man-made doctrine that churches teach. The most high in the, in the New Testament in Christ, the Most High is leaving it on us. As you feel in your heart to give or to donate, then donate that. It could be $5, it could be 15 it could be 20 it could be much more. But give not grudgingly, not out of necessity, oh God, I got to give this. If not, the Most High is going to be angry with me. No, that's the wrong spirit and the wrong mentality to have. But give freely. Hey, the Most High has really blessed me. This is what I'm going to give to the church so that uh, the church is taken care of and so that those who are less fortunate me in the church are taken care of. Back to you, brother. Okay. And, Kabar, same thing to you about uh, giving to the church. Any, any scriptures you want to bring out on that? Yeah. Um, really, the whole explanation of what's going on today, just understanding that the Levitical tithes was as it relates to the Levitical order under the first covenant. We are not under that covenant anymore. We are under the new covenant in Christ. The book of Hebrews, especially 8, 9, and 10, uh, goes through that to help you understand and explain that. Uh, just read a skim through a few. Uh, Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 13, it says, In that he saith a new covenant, he hath made the first old, and that which now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish, right? When you read verses 7 down to that verse 13, is re- referencing 
directly from Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 to verse 34, when Christ said, when the Most High said he would establish his new covenant through Christ. And you go on in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 15, it tells you, for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of his death for the redemption of the transgressions that was under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the the, uh, the promise of eternal inheritance. So we're under that first, we're under that new covenant, not the first covenant. We're under the new covenant in Christ, which is dealing with free will offerings or what we give freely. And there is no set amount. There's no 10%, 20%, nothing. It's according to the spirit as the spirit leadeth you. Now, the, there's guidelines like the brother Ray, you give, you give bountifully, you, you're showing your faith. You, you receive bountifully. You give sparingly, you receive sparingly. So just understand that aspect is working in there also. And then when you go into the scriptures, it, it shows you, um, just reading one more, uh, 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 Hebrews chapter 10, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 11, it tells you, if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that in order that another priest should arise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order, the order of Aaron? It says, for the priesthood being changed, there is made a necessity, uh, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. So now priesthood, we don't have a Levitical priesthood. We have the priesthood after Melchizedek, meaning we have the priesthood of Jesus Christ. He is the high priest. And in this new covenant, and in being a high priest, we're no longer under the Levitical priesthood, which required tithes because of the establishment of the temple. That the physical temple in Jerusalem, which no longer exists. We're under Christ, the new covenant, and our giving is supposed to be according to the Spirit, and we're supposed to be uh, giving as much as we are able to. That's what the Scripture says. Okay. Well, thanks for that, bro. Um, Kazaki, you got any uh, parting words? No, sir, I have none except for for us to continue to repent and grow in the understanding and in the fruits and teachings of our Lord, Savior, and King, Jesus Christ. Okay, and Kabar, any parting words? Only that, you know, as long as we seek Christ, repent in his name, and apply the commandments of the Most High, all the understanding that we need and the guidance, mercy, protection, and blessings that we need will be provided. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, brothers, for joining me here today on the program. Uh, most of all, I'd like to thank the Most High in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, for giving us the strength, the will, and the ability to produce this program today. So until next time, I say the Most High in the name of Christ bless you all, and shalom. Brothers and sisters, thank you for visiting with us in the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. You can visit our website at thebocc.com or you can email us at bodyofchrist at ureach.com or call us at 877-871-1712. Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ bless you. Shalom. Thank you.